This AIM Hometown Innovations podcast is sponsored by Verizon. Verizon is expanding its new 5G ultra-wideband service to multiple cities across the country. The new 5G service will provide real-time connections for consumers and businesses. 5G has the potential to make really big waves in exciting and life-enhancing spaces such as artificial intelligence, education, healthcare, robotics, virtual reality, augmented reality, autonomous vehicles, wearables, and the Internet of Things. Verizon continues to lead in the deployment of 5G. Already having launched commercial broadband 5G service last fall, called Verizon 5G Home, and provided the world's first commercial 5G mobile service with a 5G-enabled smartphone. To learn more about Verizon's 5G ultra-wideband technology, please visit verizonwireless.com slash 5G. This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider with AIM, and today we are at the Indiana Conference of Mayors in Richmond, where we heard a really great panel by Matt Long with AT&T and Tupac Hunter with Verizon about the growth of 5G in Indiana's communities, a really cool effort that's underway. Um, I want to turn it over to AIM Government Affairs Director Brian Gould. Um, just kind of walk through um, you know this issue great thanks Chelsea and uh, thanks Tupac and Matt for joining us here as Chelsea mentioned just finished up a panel discussion here at the Indiana Conference of Mayors talking about uh, the great things happening in Indiana with 5G rollout and Indiana being a leader in the country uh, and both of your companies helping to promote that and push that technology in the state of Indiana so kick things off first here uh, Tupac just wanted to have you you know kind of a quick intro as to what Verizon's working on in Indiana and what exciting things are happening sure thank you Brian Indiana is poised to be uh, a, a hub for 5g uh, across this nation uh, Verizon announced in its first four cities where we're rolling out 5g uh, Indianapolis along with Sacramento Los Angeles and uh, Houston so Indianapolis Indiana is uh, at the top of the list and we're expanding um, also to 20 additional communities this cities I should say major cities this year Um, but we are very proud of the work we're doing in this state Uh, we're proud of our 5g ultra wideband uh, network um, that we are um, working very hard to build out Um, ultra ultra wideband network is comprised of end-to-end fiber uh, resources small cells and as as well as spectrum um, to make the network uh, function and uh, and handle the explosive growth that we're experiencing on our network because of all the new devices uh, and the and the techno, uh, technical capabilities uh, that uh, exist out there now. Uh, IFT Internet of Things is 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 exploding, and so that's going to require a 
just an army of small cells and the fiber to feed them. And Verizon is investing heavily in Indiana and across this country to make that happen. Also, uh, when you look at 4G uh, long-term evolution or 4G LTE, we're very proud of our network. Um, we're very proud of uh, the strength that it carries. 5G augments what we already have there and it's just going to um, explode it. It's going to make it faster. It's going to uh, uh, make the uh, it's going to enhance the uh, capacity and the capabilities that uh, consumers across this country uh, will be able to experience. Uh, we're proud of here in, in, in Indianapolis, um, our products of 5G Home, uh, which is enabled by 5G Ultra Band, Ultra Wide Band, as well as 5G Mobile, we are offering the most the the, the most recent um, and first 5G uh, mobile phone uh, in the Samsung Galaxy S10. So that's available this year. So a lot of great things are happening with Verizon here in the state of Indiana, and uh, we plan to work very closely with the member communities of AIM and um, making sure that we are in the vanguard of this new and exciting, promising technology um, uh, and making sure our country is number one globally in bringing this online. Great. And Matt, I think you talked about some exciting things AT&T is working on today. Some rollout in almost a dozen communities around Indiana. Uh, can you talk to us about that process and what AIM and those municipalities have worked with AT&T AT on? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Brian. Um, yeah, AT&T, we've got a, an aggressive build-out as well in Indiana. And, uh, Indianapolis is one of the first of seven cities, I think it was, we announced 5G. Now we're up to 19 cities in the country, and it's it's just kind of cool to see a Midwestern city like Indianapolis poised to be a 5G leader. We saw our leadership uh, that has taken place. Uh, there's an example of that last year when the FCC Commissioner Brandon Carr came to town and announced new FCC rules that would be coming out to help uh, enhance 5G rollout across the country he did that announcement at the indiana state house kind of a uh you know a thank you to indiana to help lead the country in this initiative so uh we've definitely been a leader here in indiana and uh you know our build out is very aggressive i i kind of harken back to a, a statistic that i i've seen recently when you talk about mobile traffic and the need for small cells in the future of 5g since the iphone was introduced in 2007 mobile traffic has increased 470,000 percent and it's predicted in the next five years that will grow another seven times. Um, so obviously the network has to be built to handle all that. Um, you know, a lot of that traffic is video traffic and almost half of it is on mobile devices and that will only increase in the future. So when you talk about, um, you know, cities across the state that rely on wireless networks, whether it's for public safety, uh, you know, city administration, those types of things, we're making sure that our networks are built to handle all that increased traffic um and especially when it and when it rolls out to 5g here in the near future but like i said brian we've got 5g active in indianapolis right now um but we're making plans right now working with cities uh, talking with them about attachment agreements and what they would like to see in their communities when it comes to 5g and small cells and laying that groundwork now so when it's ready to be deployed we're ready to hit the ground running great well, and I think that kind of leads us into the next topic here. Is, and, and we've heard a lot about the great things Verizon, AT&T, and doing in Indianapolis, the suburban donut counties, and some other pockets around the state. Just kind of curious when you both think, you know, when are we going to see the rapid expansion? You know, we've heard about thousands of small cells and, and antennas and other technology coming in. Uh, you know, we're a couple of years into it. It's probably the tip of the iceberg. 
Uh, when do you think we'll really see things taking off around the state? It's a, Thanks for the question, Brian. It's a multi-year process. We have aggressively deployed fiber throughout the state, fiber feeds uh, these small cells. Uh, we've deployed uh, several hundred um, throughout Indianapolis, and as we um, progress uh, to the outlying areas. Um, what's, what's key is, number one, having fiber in the ground, but also having willing partners in our local governments to um, work with us to permit our uh, small cell co-locations and our new standalone poles and the like. Um, we have a, a pretty uh, good statute in the state of Indiana that establishes a framework uh, to guide the industry and local governments in uh, managing that process. We found that uh, many willing partners and local mayors across the state uh, that have uh, opened their doors and rolled out the red carpet for us to come in and invest. Um, we have encountered uh, some challenges along the way that we're working through in partnership with our uh, local uh, mayors. Um, because we don't want to come in heavy-handed. We want to come in, we want to understand what the uh, requirements are, what the processes uh, are, what the concerns of the local communities, the residents uh, are, and we want to work through those and come away with a, uh, we want to balance those needs and come away with a solution that works for everybody. So we're excited about what we've seen and what we've experienced so far, we, we feel very encouraged that Indiana will continue to be a significant market for us. And at the end of the day, um, as the bill um, continues to grow over the next few years, uh, we're, we're just most of all excited about what it'll mean for the state with, uh, in, right. in, in, in the economy and um, what our customers will be able to enjoy because of the new technology. That's a good point, Tupac. When you're talking about the economy, I mean, 5G will spur a lot of, uh, which is things we probably can't even think about right now, consumer uh, growth. You know, you talk about companies that are wanting to get into the 5G field and see the, uh, the benefits of connecting all these wireless devices with the increased speed, the, the uh, near non-existent latency, uh, wait time, when you talk about all that, and then the massive connectivity that you have with 5G, um, that will, you know, businesses are already starting to adopt these technologies and connect to the 5G network. And um, so that'll, you know, consumers will start to realize that as well. Um, but, you know, we're, I think we're probably at the early stages right now in terms of, um, you know, the 5G rollout in Indiana, obviously, like I said earlier, Indianapolis is, is our, uh, is our first uh, flag in the ground in Indiana as it relates to 5G. But, uh, I can tell you for certain that will be rolled out across the state in the next couple of years as our small cell infrastructure build out ramps up and, and things like that. And I'd also just echo, you know, we, as a small cell build out uh, ramps up, we definitely want to hear from cities about their ideas, uh, what they would like to see in their communities. Uh, we Our first priority is to, to do that ahead of time versus, uh, you know, when issues or questions arise down the road, we'd like to head those off well ahead of time. I think that's a great point too, because when we talk about Indiana manufacturing base, economic development here, and we are also not just you know a good ground zero for 5G technology, we're also ground zero for automation. We're seeing it in more and more of our private sector jobs. So I think those go hand in hand. I think that's kind of a good segue over and something Tupac you had discussed in our last uh, panel here 
was the role of 5G in local government? Uh, and, and Matt, you can probably talk a little bit about FirstNet and public safety, but Tupac, you talked about you know, your background in local government, what 5G means for municipal government and all the services we provide as well. Yeah, yeah so you know, our local communities um, in many cases uh, struggle every day with to manage a tax base at the same time providing services that uh, citizens demand. Um, and so we're constantly looking for, on the local government side, efficiencies, how to optimi optimize city services, how to be, be sustainable, spur economic development, as well as um, you know sustain and, and enhance the quality of life for citizens. 5G um, is an exciting opportunity because it can be used to revolutionize the way city government works and is able to deliver services. When you look at intel intelligent street lighting, um, for example, um, street lights can be timed to uh, come on and cut off based on activity in the area that's just detected. Traffic management services to keep pedestrians in, in uh, safe on the roads and uh, to cut down on uh, vehicular uh, traffic uh, accidents and when you look at interactive kiosks that 5G, uh, Matt talked a little bit ago about just the non-existent latency just makes it possible for uh, those types of solutions for our neighborhood parks as well as the smart parking uh, uses and the list goes on and on. Um, so when you look at smart communities being empowered by 5G it makes good sense for mayors to be forward thinking about this and look at this just isn't about the lo the location of a pole and the uh, equipment that is attached to it. It's we clearly that's a concern and we we want to make sure that that's done right. But at the same time, um, the, the, what we're concerned about is how can the city benefit? How can the residents benefit? How can the industry in that community benefit? And 5G holds a lot of promise with all the use cases that will be powered by 5G uh, and, 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 and makes just all the sense in the world to, to adopt the new technology so that you can move the city forward. Yeah, Brian, you mentioned FirstNet earlier. I'll just touch on that briefly. Um, that's about probably 50% of the way built out right now, but FirstNet's a national program we are building a wireless network um, specifically for first responders and those folks in the communities across the country and uh, what the power that provides combined with 5g uh, you think about you know first responders typically have you know a phone laptop tablet in their car but um, you know nowadays body cams sensors all these sorts of things right. that need wireless connectivity um, you know will definitely benefit from uh, the 5G rollout and FirstNet is first and foremost, you know, one of those types of technologies that is specific to law enforcement, uh, first responders that, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of traction across the country and folks that are interested in it. Uh, but, you know, the network capacity and the power that, that provides is, uh, is pretty powerful when it comes to, to cities. So I think one last topic uh, that all of our membership is very interested, excited, w wanting to hear more and see how this is going to roll out in the next couple of years here, um, is the broadband grant program at Okra. And it's exciting to see what Indiana's done in the last couple of years here with uh, creating a director of broadband opportunities, the grant program. 
Uh, also exciting news that there's, you know, several billion dollars of federal funds coming down in the next decade. Uh, if you both just kind of talk a little bit about what this means for Indiana um, and for, for both your, your uh, industry as well as the commercial and uh, municipal officials that are out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, broadband is clearly a priority for any mayor across the state, any community across the state. Um, you know, it is a need for citizens. It's a need for cities. They all want it. They all need it. Uh, I think the question is, what does that look like? And what what investment will it take to accomplish those goals? And you mentioned earlier about the state program uh, announced by Governor Holcomb last year, and it's starting to roll out right now in this summer. Uh, it's pretty exciting and big initiative in Indiana and uh, you know we've seen a lot of interest in that but uh, also there's a lot of federal programs out there too that you touched on the Connect America Fund which we are very active in as a company in Indiana we've got a very large build out connected with the Connect America Fund especially in rural areas that's the focus of that program so um, you know it just it takes time to get these things right built out yeah. and the investment is only going to keep going up on behalf of our company Verizon, states, federal government. I mean, the, the need is obviously there. The question is, you know, what it's going to look like and the cost, really. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Exp expanding broadband into unserved areas is critical. We've always been supportive of policies that uh, seek to accomplish that. It's an expensive proposition, but another thing, uh, a value for, I'm, I'm sure, AT&T as well as Verizon, definitely, is to close the digital divide to really get at those digital inclusion and those uh, digital equity issues that plague a lot of our communities. Having yep. said that, uh, expanding broadband into uh, unserved areas is very expensive. And um, and so how, how do you attack that? I think um, public uh, investment is key. Um, programs like CAF and, and, and others are key. Now, Verizon, we um, look at those on a case-by-case -case basis. Some areas we take advantage of uh, uh, those grant dollars and other areas we don't. So we look at it on a case-by-case -case basis, but even in, even in situations where we might not necessarily participate in the program, we still look to partner with communities that benefit from uh, the deployment because you know, we believe in being uh, efficient and, and cost effective in, in the way we deploy. So if a community uh, is installing fiber, benefiting from one of these programs, we want to look at it and say, well, this may be an opportunity for us to lease that those fiber resources or we might build in our own, but it at least gives us the choice um, to work with communities to bring the technology uh, there that we will uh, that we will need. Uh, to infrastructure to um, bring online. So, again, it's a case-by-case. -case. I think what the governor's doing in the state is a very positive step in the right direction. What the FCC's doing through their mobility fund initiative is a, it's another great step. Um, but I would like to emphasize that one of the main things that can be done on the, on the public side is just and that will help the industry immensely, is just helping us decrease the cost of deployment. And the way you do that is by helping us accelerate the deployment right. to, to achieve economies of scale, the stop and start, the delays, those things hurt in the process. So we're looking for opportunities and places that are, look to encourage investment as opposed to deterring it. Well, thanks again to uh, Tupac Hunter of Verizon and Matt Long of AT&T for joining us here at the Indiana Conference of Mayors and on this podcast today. 
appreciate uh, what both of your companies are doing to help accelerate and expand 5G connectivity in the state of Indiana. Um, that, I'll turn it back over to Chelsea. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you both. This AIM Hometown Innovations podcast was sponsored by Verizon.